0: Morning, Udo, and thank you so much for having me. I don't know whether you want to comment on the fact that drivers have now been taken in for questioning in relation to uh, the blockade on the highway.
1: You know, it's it's, um, a difficult, as you say, a chestnut. And until we have effective legislation and effective policing, this is not going to go away, um, because I'm not convinced that the majority of drivers have issues around foreign drivers being um, employed. I think it's a very small percentage, and it is being used to disrupt our economy. Um, so I think that's um, as much as I can say. About I, I, I got you.
0: I, I, just just for clarity's sake, I <coughs> thought a couple of months ago we had some resolution where government was going to somehow manage more tightly the issuing of PDPs to, to drivers mm. that would be considered foreign nationals. Has anything happened?
1: I'm not sure. I think we've got to understand that our, um, our systems are broken. Mm. And um, that is actually the approach that we've taken on, on the Maputo Corridor. Where systems are broken, the private sector is, is stepping in to say, come work with us, government. Let's fix the problem. Let's stop blaming people and, and trying to, to say who's wrong and who's mm. right. Mm. And just fix it, because um, the amount of time and energy taken in the blame game doesn't fix the problem. And we've taken that approach for in in the work that we've done over the last 15 years to say, let's take hands, let's fix the issue. Mm. Private sector is very willing to work with government. And we've seen government's willingness. And sometimes government is at a loss to know how to um, deal with issues um, because of the incredible pressures they're under from all all kinds of areas. So now, Bar- Barbara, h-
0: help me understand in, in the simplest terms here. And I see hmm. figures quoted as recent <coughs> as 2019, where the average crossing uh, per truck took over an hour. We're now yeah. averaging, as I understand from reports, 20 hours. What, what, what yeah. has changed once trucks get to that border?
1: Okay, so I think there's it's a layered question. And what one has to look at is... is a couple of, of um, issues that have impacted this. And the first is um, the capacity of um, Transnet and Transnet freight rail to service um, cargo exports. The first is that our rail services have not kept pace with mm. the demand. There's no way that we should have the number of trucks carrying bulk cargo on road that we have at this point. And so what we really need is to to look at how the impo- imp- increase in exports has affected this. I think the Minerals Council has given us figures that over the last five years, cargo exports of bulk cargo have risen by 300%. Sure. And, you know, it's a, it's a bit like someone um, trying to put the tap on something and the, the pipe bursts. And yeah. I think the pipe has burst in this, in this situation. So where rail is unable to carry the, the cargo, the road has taken over. And it's not sustainable in the long term because rail is more... Um, is less um, in, has a less impact no. on the environment. No. It is it's theoretically cheaper, but what you need in a supply chain is predictability, reliability, and efficiency. And quite often, rail is not able to do that. And uh, we've recently seen even another uh, sort of challenge come in that Durban and Richards Bay, <coughs> excuse me, are are really struggling to to meet the demands um, of exports there.
0: So that's one side of the issue. What can government do at the border posts right now to make sure that at least that that influx is dealt with better?
1: Well, you know, the thing is to open the tap. And so the tap is closed between um, 10 in the evening and 6 in the morning. And if that was dealt with and we had a 24-hour operation, we would see an immediate release. I wouldn't say that's the magic magic bullet in Mm. the long term. But it certainly would be a release of um, the, the huge congestion, which is, it's just not sustainable. Our companies, our country, our mining um, companies are, are losing credibility, losing the competitiveness um, because of this. And, it, you know, it's its a simple solution. But what it takes is significant uh, cooperation with the stakeholders and political will. And it seems that political will is in short supply um, for various reasons, and we need that. But we need that to open the twenty-four hour operation.
0: Barbara, maybe I'm missing something here, but but surely it's just the deployment of additional people, and if more counters need to be opened up, the the, the yeah. rigging of more computers.
1: That, on the surface of it, it would seem is the simple solution. Uh-huh. But we have a situation in our government departments where budgets are so tight and we 've been told by government agencies that there's no chance that they have a budget to open um, to put extra customs health um, uh, immigration staff open um, to open twenty four hours but that is a minor detail one would uh, you know if one weighs up the impact that this is having on the economy surely it, even if one has to make arrangements with the private sector or borrow the money to open it you would in, in fact um recover that money uh, and that impact on the economy within a very short time. Um, it's a bit like uh, sort of shooting your foot, yourself in the foot uh, and saying, okay, now I'm trying to run a race. It, it just doesn't work. From the, 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 the impact that it's having on our, our economy through the losses of, of income, loss of competitiveness, um, our minds are really struggling to keep contractual arrangements. Mm. And mm. that has a massive impact Yes, something I was, I was inquisitive
0: yeah. about. Uh, I, I read the MD of a chrome transporting company, mm. uh, Bernard Lunga, uh, quoted yeah. in a recent article saying that, that, that the trucks need to take 36 hours from pickup to drop yes. off to be profitable. Exactly. Beyond that, they lose money. Just explain exactly. to our listeners, explain to me how the industry or the trade works with those late deliveries and, and why it will render that transaction unprofitable.
1: Okay, so one of the things one has to look at is that if your cargo is not picked up on time by or, or, or offloaded in a port on time and, and loaded onto a ship, there, there are a number of issues, but I think two are, are really key here. And the first is if a ship is, is requested to wait in a port for cargo to arrive, you, the, the marriage cost is roughly $60,000 US a day, which is nearly a million rand. Um, and somebody's got to pay that, and usually that's the cargo owner because shipping schedules are very tight and very expensive. Wow. So what happens uh, on the other uh, scale is that if <clears throat> if a ship has to leave the port before it has a full, full load um, of cargo, then there are also um, uh, storage costs to be paid in the port. So it's not an ideal situation. So okay. you really want... From pit to port, you need, well, uh, uh, speaking to our truckers, they're saying they need between five and a half and six loads per week, which means in some cases they're doing 26 to 28 Mm -hmm. hours um, from pit to port and return. At the moment, they're they're lucky if they get to two and a half or three. And that is very concerning.
0: Barbara, in a nutshell, and and you've really helped us here Mm -hmm. to understand a couple of things, in 20 seconds... Who's forcing government to do something about what's happening there at that border post?
1: Well, um, we are. <laughs> Between ourselves, uh, SAF, the Minerals Council, and stakeholders, private sector um, stakeholders, we are saying, join hands with us. We can fix this together. And we really, really call on government to to make a priority of the engagement with our Mozambican counterparts, that bilateral engagement is critical mm-hmm. to unlock this 24 hours.
0: Maputo Corridor Representative Barbara Moment.